Hi there, and thank you for joining me. My name is Allison Pipe, and this is the sixth episode of the Pipeline Hamilton. It hasn't been consistent. It hasn't been lighthearted. Um, and it hasn't been surface-level conversations. It hasn't even been conversation. It's just been me ranting. But, I mean, what else is a mom to do while she's quarantined at home? <laughs> um, I find that this has been something that everybody keeps telling me to get into. Um, my voice, my voice, my voice. That's all I tend to hear. So I don't know if my thoughts are any more provoking than the sound of my voices. But here we go. Let's get started on episode six. Um, I'm calling this one Core Momentined. Um, the pipeline on the day-to-day. Someone said that I should do it on the glitz and the glamour, which I thought was hilarious um, because it's so far from it. Um, you know, I'm a, dom- I'm a domestic individual, so like I've, I've cleaned homes for as long as I could earn money. Um, as a mom, obviously my, my first home that I work on is my own. Um, but there have been a lot of changes in terms of like how I operate as a business, how I operate as a person, how I operate as a mother, um, what types of practices I implement during quarantine or isolation, um, or as we're now thankfully starting to reopen into stage three, whatever that really means. Um, and so there's been a lot of changes in the pipe home here, um, you know, including in terms of the business um, and how I've operated as a small business entrepreneur, solo entrepreneur, mompreneur, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I've I've decided that I'm going to be rebranding, or at least I've I've decided to put a lot more thought into rebranding, which was recommended to me prior to launching as an official company. Um, but I sort of really stuck with my name. It's something I've been operating under for a very long time, and although I haven't been politically involved or involved or invested for a long time. Um, I'm learning more and more. And so as I learn and as I grow and develop these um, interests as a, as an entrepreneur, you know, as an official adult now coming up on 34 next month, um, I feel like these are the things that I have to start tapping into. I'm not just some hoodlum. Um, You know, even when I was a hoodlum, I wasn't very good at that. So I think that there's always been a potential for me to really be, you know, a a contributing member of society and and a serious adult. And so I need to start looking at like what it is that I'm going to do to implement that in my life. And as an entrepreneur, I feel like I'm obligated to really look at my name. Um, you know, I think that it was established again with good intentions, focusing on being an information pipeline to the community, um, focusing on business pipelines, focusing on, you know, marketing pipelines, like the strategy of, um, the funnel approach and all of those ways that it ties in really, really organically and naturally. Um, but yet every time I say it, I feel a little bit of shame and I think, am I promoting something politically that unintentionally, am I promoting a stance a moral stance, a political stance, um, you know, a, uh, a business stance that should not be tied to my business um, because it's actually the opposite of my moral values and, um, sorry, my moral stance and my values. Um, so this was like the first thing that I really had to look at in terms of like, how do I proceed at reopening my business? And, and I really feel like I was sort of um, failed at COVID to begin with, because I, of all people, am in an industry where I shouldn't have even really shut down. In fact, I should have been thriving. But as a mom, as an entrepreneur, as, um, you know, a survivor of, of um, you know, brain injury and all these things, I think that it, for me personally, it was, it was so much more than just a potential virus being a risk. The social unrest came to the surface, and that sort of took me over as it's impacted me 
over many years of my whole life. And this is something that's always been very deep and, and gutted me. And to see it sort of bubbling over the surface, like volcanic, um, you know, sort of like the, the byproduct um, of the way that things have been burning under the surface for so long. Um, I thought that, you know, that really took me over. And as a business, I wasn't able to continue to operate because I was just so focused on being a mom. Um, and a friend and a family member and a support to the people who truly needed to be heard in those moments. And so I rant in my passionate rants, as I do, if you listen, you know, <laughs> um, but I'm always learning and I'm always trying to grow in terms of what I absorb, not just what I'm putting out there. It seems that so much of what I say is often rejected and commonplace, rejected as like the norm. Um, but there's so many people who are starting to embrace it more and more. And I think that that's the important thing is that as the, you know, intensity dies down, there's going to be people who still continue to pursue the education that's required to make change permanently. Um, but that, you know, took over a lot of what I did in terms of business and the podcast and, um, really redirected things unintentionally because it was supposed to be like about digital marketing and social media and businesses and entrepreneurship and women in entrepreneurship was originally the goal of the podcast. And it's really become so many different, so much more than that. And I feel very happy to see its evolution and the potential for it to be a platform for so many diverse discussions. It's so exciting to me. Am I up for the challenge? I certainly want to be. Um, if you have any interest in providing um, you know, some segments. Um, I do have the potential to ask questions and have like a back and forth conversation. I haven't yet learned how to do that, but Anchor has been amazing at making this a very uh, user-friendly system so that I, even with a brain injury, can try to figure this out. So I have um, uh, on the lineup, I do have um, a very exciting interview that I had actually done with my very first entrepreneur prior to COVID. Um, before I even really had the podcast manifested, it was really just an idea. And I sat down with a, an amazing local artist who's, you know, an advocate to so many, but like a badass in her own right. And that was really exciting. And so that's like a component that I plan to integrate into this as well. But um, the business has changed in, in ways. The podcast has changed in ways. Me as a person has changed in ways. And you're going to get the ripple effect of all of those amazing changes coming at you. So um, uh, if you knew me a year ago, they say, you don't know me now, you know? So um, let's Let's celebrate what COVID has done to bring good and the way that we've been quermomentined um, and uh, and look at the, you know, the ways that we can sort of make this work for us with a new norm in so many ways. Um, but the day to day definitely hasn't been pretty. Um, I think that the other thing that I wanted to mention um, was the potential to make change anew. You know, like, how do we take a negative and, and bring a positive to it? So to by saying to make change anew, I'm thinking, like, if I am using this name and having negative, um, just swinging back to the whole business thing, I apologize again. But, like, if, if I am making this bad decision by utilizing this name, is there a way to make it good? I'm calling out to my, to my like, 19 listeners. <laughs> episode 619 listeners feeling accomplished. I think it's a great thing, but, um, I'm calling out to you 19 people. Um, is there 
especially if you happen to have an indigenous background, is there a way to make this right? Is there a way to make this a platform for good? How do I then use the name to garner attention um, to elevate their voices? Because I haven't yet found a way to spin that positively and, and with a profound respect for what's going on. Um, but if there is an idea, feel free to fling it at me over uh, Instagram. I'm at apples, A-P-P-L-E-Z-13. Um, I do have a pipeline. So the, at the Pipeline Hamilton um, is my Instagram account for the business. Uh, but actually right now it might actually show up as the Pipe Dream Hamilton um, in, in the interim until I can figure out what's going on with the branding. So um, the day-to-day -day at home with the business aside, um, again, trying to find positives, taking negatives and, and you know making it a positive so I spent a lot of time in the first few I guess the first month and a half cleaning and reorganizing um, downsizing downscaling um, I think I spent the next two weeks you know spending on mm -hmm. more clothes and more this and more that um, but we ended up sort of bringing a lot of other items in but regardless I think that there have been waves and stages of how I've coped with the pandemic um, and the isolation um, but it certainly hasn't been glitz and glamour. And although a lot of what I post seems, you know, sexy or glamorous or, you know, whatever, um, some people get some sort of uh, lofty ideas about what my lifestyle is like. But I am here to rectify that very quickly. Um, we live on very little. Um, I make do with my resourcefulness and the skills that I've acquired as a single mom of two living in a low income situation. Um, I've always tried to maintain income and I've always tried to, um, you know, keep us afloat. So organization has always been so crucial. And so I have a household, um, inventory and manual that I use to operate with, um, to help me keep track of what we have, what we don't have, what we need and how often we'll need it. Um, what certain things go where so that when my girls end up having a home of their own they'll know that the mop and the broom don't have to be in the front closet with the shoes but if you find like an area say the basement stairwell you can you know utilize and, and monopolize on certain spaces in a different and more creative way certain things like double-sided velcro tape um, makes for a great way to never lose your remote again a lot of people don't know those things so like these are the little tips and tricks that as a mom you sort of refine and polish up on when you're spending this much time at home uh, those things were already done for me but um, those are the types of things that I think a lot of women can really you know utilize especially being home so much and like the remote is one of the most painstaking processes of any you know family domestic uh, entertainment system um, and how much time is spent on it. So those little things can really help to make a difference in the dynamic of the home. It's one less argument every single day. That's a very different vibe, right? So these are the little things that you can really do. Um, cleaning out the fridge um, tends to have like a really rejuvenative, uh, rejuvenative effect on your um, food prep process. Um, you know, going over and teaching your children the food cleaning stages that are now different. Um, I think that we all knew to teach our kids to wash their apple before they ate it, but we didn't necessarily identify like the vinegar bath and um, and certain things that are now more important than ever to help prevent the spread of COVID, um, but also to um, help to ensure that our children are developing the skill sets for survival that are required, um, especially because what was once, you know, um, hunting, gathering, 
um, foraging skills will now be very different if we do have to revert back to those skills, which I think everybody should do urban farming anyways. But I think that when it comes to having a knowledge of it, especially with the dynamic of the tech world being a part of the new reality we face, if we do end up having to, um, you know, forage more for our food, then I think that there will be a lot more risks involved that we might not be educated on because a lot of people don't know the difference between, uh, you know, a plant that you can pick a berry from and a plant that you can't, um, let alone whether or not that plant has been exposed to certain viruses that are not invisible. So there are so many ways that like teaching your children the upkeep of the home is more important now than ever, just to give them that foundation so that when they're adding to the school set, uh, in, you know, the school skill sets that they're, that they're getting, um, the tech skill sets they're, they're acquiring from school, but also through their own social lives and the tech-based interests that they develop in entertainment. Um, these are the things that are starting to really, really change the way our children develop and how equipped they are to face the stages of life. So little, little things like preparing their own snacks or knowing what goes into the food prep process or um, helping them to prep a smoothie or, you know, gives them the basic concepts and the ideas that uh, helps them to survive um, you know, at a very basic level, but for kids, I think that's a great way to start and a great platform to, to springboard off of. So these are the little things that we've developed in terms of like how we spend our time at home. Now, mind you, that being said, we've also spent a lot more time on our tablets lately. In fact, I've even passed down a phone onto her so she can like watch videos and listen to music while she plays her games. How awful is that? So it's like doubly bad. Um, so my, my daughter's tablet time has doubled in terms of the amount of tools she's using, but also um, spending more time on it as well. Um, I think that I've had to relax and rest a lot just based on my own medical issues, but I think that um, it's been very helpful in a sense where she's been able to do her schoolwork on IXL. Um, she's been doing a typing tutorial on the tablet, and then for the most part, it's mostly book work, life experience, uh, learned skill sets from, you know, just watching me parent and, and do what I need to be doing. Um, she's got a booklet that she goes through that's issued by a company that is standardized alongside with the Ontario and provincial um, expectations and curriculum. Uh, and then on top of that, she's got a keyboard class. Um, and I make her do a little bit of spare time freestyling. So she gets to do like YouTube tutorials or she can make her own song. Um, and so we're keeping the school vibe alive, but we're doing it in a very, very um, abstract way, which has been so different than our norm prior to COVID where we did homeschool, um, but we did things so different. We were so structured and regimented and I was rough and like a drill sergeant about it. And she hated the school process and she still hates the school process, but I find that I'm enjoying it a little bit more um, because it's a lot more laid back and I Excel tracks everything for me. So it makes it a lot easier to know what she's doing, what she's not doing and what she should improve on without having to sit right there with her. Um, so we get the math covered and the logistics covered and um, she can do a lot of her own reading, which I give her, I, we bought a whole bunch of new books because I obviously had my own biases and didn't realize that our library for my daughters was all pure white authors, um, and all about little white people. Um, so we went and we diversified our library, which was a really fun experience for me as a parent, because I always thought I was so very empowered, um, and aware and woke and whatnot as a mom. But, uh, clearly there was a, a gap in my parenting and that was 
a pleasure and an honor to fill. So we've been enjoying reading those books. And I think it's really helped her to embrace her hair, which has been a beautiful, beautiful thing for me because that's also something we've been doing a lot more of. I can put more time into it and uh, try some adventurous styles and mm-hmm. um, maybe even branch back into um, uh, extensions, which is something we haven't tried in a while. So I think it's been over a year actually since I put in a set for her. So these are the things that we've been doing a bit different. Um, we've been eating more. We definitely were eating a lot of takeout in the beginning. Um, but again, trying to support businesses scared about what we could access or, um, if we should be accessing grocery stores, uh, the availability was obviously reduced. So, um, once things sort of plateaued, um, and came back to full service in, in the grocery sections, um, we resumed our normal eating habits. So we're cooking a little more, um, barbecuing a lot more, thankfully, because we don't really do AC, um, so cooking in the home is absolutely painstaking um, and just is regrettable through the evening. So um, even in the colder hours of the night, just after once the stove's been on or the oven's been on, it's just unbearable. So we've luckily been cooking outside a lot, which is so fun. Um, we've been doing marshmallow roasts in the yard, um, which has been great. And having friends over to have that experience since we can't be camping. Um, so this is our, you know, our core mom and Eden experience. It's a bit different than, than other people's. It's a bit, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how people are getting away to vacations, but I'm so, you know, inspired by that. I wish that that was a reality, but we have made the most of being home and, you know, in terms of redefining the business or keeping up with social and tapping back into your client base, um, just engaging with your following and really like getting to know them better in this downtime. Um, so you can really properly tailor your content to them. I think that that's the most important thing for all businesses is really like taking a moment and breathe and just say like, who's been at our, our side this whole time? Let's touch base with them because the entrepreneur life is so go, go, go that you rarely get to touch base with the people who really matter and lift you up. And that's sort of something that I guess comes with their role and they take it on willingly knowing that we are receiving the benefits of their support, even if they're not receiving the benefits of our presence. Um, But, you know, it's really nice to just take this time to sort of like connect to them and say, hey, you know, thank you, first of all. And second of all, how can I return this, you know, effort to you in this time that I have, you know, the energy to do so. Um, Also looking at like, what are your products and services and what do they mean in this time? How do they need to change? Are you looking at retooling? Um, You know, rebranding possibly might be a, for me personally, the political stance and, and, um, you know, environment made things a little bit complex for me, but is there a way of taking your barriers and making them little golden nuggets instead of piles of shit? What are we going to do with this situation? You know, so how do we then maybe even broaden our, uh, following by doing so? Because the underdog component, I don't think is something that should be manipulated, abused or, or, um, you know, benefited from unless it's genuine. But I think that everybody can be an underdog story in a sense, like even the bad guy in a story has his own recovery to do to become a good guy. And that can be its turnaround. But um, whether you're, you know, the bad guy in your story, I'm sure you're not. But whether you're struggling with um, connecting to your client base on social media or, you know, how to properly um, market your product and service. um, I think that the point is, is that COVID is the opportunity to find the time to be able to do all of those things that we had aspired to do. Um, you know, I remember saying, like literally saying, I used to meet, um, in the public library and I used to say, 
to the people that I'd meet with is that I, you know, I wish that I had like two months to go without makeup. Um, if I had two months that I just didn't have to be out in public, I could go without makeup and I could recover my skin. <laughs> and then doesn't a pandemic hit out of nowhere and I have months to just recover my skin and not wear makeup and, you know, get good quality skincare products for myself and really make that a priority. I did that and didn't my skin recover, but also my stress level came down in ways. I mean, it's up in ways, but it's also down in ways because we're not having to get to deadlines consistently through the day for each meeting. And is she on point with schoolwork um, while I'm on point with my workload? Because I can take a break from my workload if she's not on point with schoolwork now. And like, there are some things that just we've dialed back on and it's made such a difference in life. So these are the ways that like, you know, Core mom and teen hasn't been so bad, um, but it's caused change and uh, certainly a lot of extra effort going into being extra hygienic and, you know, being careful when, when visiting with friends and there's other costs involved to being extra careful, um, especially because we do take public transit, unfortunately. So this has been an adjustment and the shock value really came into that experience, but these are the things that for me personally in my life have, have created more of an awareness and um, changed my experiences in terms of what summer's like. And summer 2020 is definitely not living up to what we had hoped it would be, but it's not been bad. Where I feel like we've I've been lucky. I'm blessed to have a home. I'm blessed to have food for my child. I'm blessed to be able to create experiences for her with the limited resources we have and still make this summer feel like um, a relatively mildly pleasant one. It's not super thrilling, but it's certainly not, oh my God, the pandemic, you know, like it was in the first month. Um, so we're getting back on track. We're getting into a new groove. And I think that on all levels as a person, a mother, a business, I'm coming into a, a new norm. Um, and I, I didn't like the term at first, but Hey, here we are throwing it in there randomly and casually just because it does fit. It's, it's, we're finding our groove again. And I think that stage three will be a transition. It'll be a, you know, hopefully not a crash test, but it'll work out in a way that we're going to have bumps that we learn from and we'll refine the process as we go. So whether that's in business, in life, in parenting, in personal growth, just give yourself grace and, uh, just take the gold golden nuggets out of every pile of shit. And I wish you guys a great week. Hopefully I will touch base with you next week. It's my plan to try to get more consistent with this. But hey, sometimes you're going to get a surprise episode like today. So you take it easy. Happy Thursday. And I hope the weekend brings you good things.